0: That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. Your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Entrickin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BDEntrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. We're going to recap Tuesday's news, notes, and more and get you ready for Wednesday's full day start to finish early day games all the way to the evening on Wednesday. But we have a lot of news, a lot of news to get to from Tuesday for your Wednesday, March 31st show. So let's just get crack-a-lacking at it. Started off with something we kind of expected, Gavin Stone. The Dodgers sent Gavin Stone back to AAA after a couple rough outings. They brought up Alex Vesia to uh, pitch out of the bullpen because they need some bullpen depth for now, and that didn't go well for Vesia on Tuesday night either. He uh, got hit around pretty good, but uh, the Dodgers still left with the win. Gonzalo got the dub. Gavin Stone back to AAA for now. We'll see how it goes. Michael Grove should be back soon to fill a, a roster spot for the starting rotation until they get your, uh, Urias back. So Gavin Stone, AAA. Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez to the IEL with <laughs> – I had to, like, I laughed at first not thinking this was real but apparently it's a real injury. A left index finger pulley rupture. Yes, a left index finger pulley rupture for Erod. Uh, not good because he's been pitching really well this year for one. This injury we've seen in the past with different pitchers and it's been anywhere from like a, you know, 2 to 3 week thing to some guys miss months, months with this injury. So we'll have to wait and see when we get more information about Erod's injury, but he's going to be out for at least at least 15 days, maybe longer. Adam Duvall of the Boston Red Sox began his rehab assignment on Tuesday. We've been reporting the news that he's feeling great. He's ready to go. The second he's eligible off the IL, he'll be back. And that seems to be the case as he's rocking and rolling in rehab starting on Tuesday night. Marlins activated Hasey Sanchez from the IL. He did not start on Tuesday, but he got activated. Sent Xavier Edwards back to AAA. The uh, Marlins have needed some outfield depth, so Sanchez will be a big part of that Brian of the we talked about later. Uh, he's been playing very, very well but uh, they do need some depth with Chisholm going down and others. Oh, not even Jorge Soler, crushing baseballs. Baltimore Orioles, we talked about it on yesterday's show, became official, they placed Cedric Mullins on the IL. The good news is we didn't get the exact information, but uh, out of Orioles camp, they did say it's more weeks instead of months with this injury, so they got kind of what the the, the best-case scenario is the way it's being portrayed with Cedric Mullins. We don't have an exact, like, is it two weeks, three weeks? It's probably... I'm guessing they're going to say it's two to four. We'll see how it goes, but um, he's going to be on the IL for now. And instead of bringing up a prospect from Triple A, no, no, the Baltimore Orioles went and signed Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks, yes, that Aaron Hicks. So we have to deal with that for a few weeks until Cedric Mullins returns to the Orioles roster. Jesse Winker has been in and out of the lineup for a, m- at least a month. It feels like with back injuries, finally gets placed on the IL with a back injury. And uh, I think he's going to miss some, some decent time trying to get this thing to heal back injuries or just a pest. Basically, it going to stop moving around, see how it goes. So Winkers on the I.L. They called up Abraham Toro. The Brewers did from AAA. Rangers made a couple of moves here. They activated Dane Dunning from the paternity list. He's going to start on Wednesday uh, against the Baltimore Orioles. They sent Joe Barlow to the I.L. with an illness. So we'll have to see how that goes. And they sent Spencer Howard to AAA. So a couple, a three, a three-headed monster of moves for the Texas Rangers, on Tuesday, Josh Donaldson started his. Re- or He's currently rehabbing uh, for the Yankees. Giancarlo Stanton started his rehab as well on Tuesday, but Donaldson's rehabbing. He feels great. He plans on joining the uh, Yankees when they start their weekend series in LA against the Dodgers. So they should have Donaldson back soon. They already had activated Jose Trevino on Tuesday night to help catch. Franchi Cordero is seen in the Yankees' locker room, so he's he could be back any moment now. So they're starting to get healthy in New York as they're starting to play good baseball too. So something to keep in mind there. Cody Bellinger, there's been kind of no news on the front of his um, coming back from his knee injury until Tuesday when they said he, he's beginning to throw and he's doing some work in the cage. Still not like full go, not like full-on swings in the batting cage, things like that, but it's the first step in his rehab, which is big to see as the uh, Cubs want to get Cody Bellinger back on the field. Cubs made another move. Hayden Wozneski was recalled from AAA, and they sent Michael Rucker to AAA. A. Uh, the Cubs have been having, obviously, pitching issues between the bullpen and the starting rotation. I'm thinking he's more of a bullpen depth piece for now, but we'll have to wait and see with Wesneski, who did not live up to the uh, spring training hype his first go-around this season. Jacob DeGrom will throw another bullpen session on Wednesday. If all goes well, the team will reevaluate the situation and potentially get ready to send him on a rehab assignment. So DeGrom, still a little ways away, but at least we're moving in the right direction finally with Jacob DeGrom. The Braves called up big time prospect AJ Smith Shaver from Triple A. The twenty year old twenty year old pitcher has been outstanding. If you follow Prospect Guys on Twitter, which you probably do, they've been tweeting like Chris Clegg of PitcherList, List, uh, tweeting out videos and stats of him over the last few days. Uh, Smith Shaver—I'm probably butchering that—I apologize—has a one point zero nine ERA over thirty three innings pitched with forty five strikeouts in Triple A. The early reports uh, out of Atlanta is. Uh, AJ will be a part of the bullpen to add depth to the bullpen, which they def- definitely, definitely need. But he could also slide in the second maybe Schuster struggles or someone else struggles. Um, some people that I, I respect that are Braves fans and some chats I'm in say this could be their new version of Spencer Strider. Strider came up in the same type of scenario. Uh, we're going to add bullpen depth. We're going to let him kind of stay stretched out but not stretch him out too much, limit his innings, and then boom. Here we go. Not saying that. that that's high expectations for any pitcher. to to keep up with Spencer Strider, but it could be that kind of guy. So keep him in mind. Uh, Matt Vierling was placed on the 10-day IL by the Detroit Tigers with low back soreness. That is a bummer. He's been starting to – the Tigers as a whole have been playing pretty good. We've been talking about them lately. Anthony Rizzo remained out of the lineup on Tuesday, and this is a weird one because I started reporting two nights ago that you know he left the game with a neck injury. All tests were great after the game. He was supposed to start on Monday, didn't start. It's precautionary. Let's get him in on Tuesday out again on Tuesday. So that neck is still bugging Anthony Rizzo. Definitely something to keep to to watch now because, you know, it was one thing if it was a game, but now we're on two games and there's really no, like, light at the end of the tunnel. Now they're just kind of like, oh, he's day-to-day. Well, he was day-to-day on Sunday, and now he's day-to-day after Tuesday's game. So not great for Anthony Rizzo. The Cleveland Guardians, it's going to get fun because Cal Quantro got destroyed on Tuesday made things real easy to send him back down with Savali and Tristan McKenzie coming back. And that leads us to Aaron Savali, who will return to the Guardians and start on Friday. So that has become official. Tristan McKenzie should be back next week. One more rehab start for McKenzie. And then lots of lots have to make another move after Quantrill gets out of the way. Most likely Hunter Gaddis leaves as well. AJ Puck will begin a rehab assignment on Thursday. That's outstanding. He's expected to only need a, a couple of rehab appearances. He's been throwing for a little bit, ramping up his uh, program. He's had knock on wood, no setbacks yet. With his nerve uh, injury in his elbow, those are always nasty. You never know how those are going to heal, but the fact he's back and the club says only needs a couple rehab assignments before coming back to the Marlins is great news for the Marlins, great news for A.J. Puck, great news for fantasy baseball players. More bad news for the Tigers. Riley Green left Tuesday's game early with a lower leg injury. Uh, he was trying to battle through it and play, so A.J. Hinch had the you know, silver lining and said the fact he was trying to play through it makes us think his injury shouldn't be too severe. There's no details exactly on what the lower leg injury is at the time of this recording, so we'll have to kind of see how things go, but uh, Riley Green, monstrous May. I talked about him on a recent episode of Bench with Bubba, big-time May, kind of showing the pedigree and the potential that we were hoping for last season. It's coming to life. Hopefully, this leg injury doesn't derail him too much. And the last bit of news we have here, Harrison Bader, more Yankees news, is heading back to the I.L. with a hamstring injury. But something about these Cardinals outfielders, Tyler O'Neill, now Harrison Bader, they just can't stay healthy. Bader was crushing the baseball, stealing some bags. He missed the, a chunk to start the season, and then he started producing, like I just said. Now he's back on the I.L., so Bader's going to miss some time. That's why it's good. Franchise coming back. Giancarlo should be around the corner. The Yankees are playing really good ball. They're hitting extremely well right now. Um, they need to stay healthy or they're going to be in trouble. And trust me, I am not a Yankees fan, but I understand what's good for baseball. And a competitive Yankees team against a competitive Rays, a competitive Jays team, even a Red Sox team, is great for everybody involved. Let's talk about some hitting highlights on your Tuesday. Brian La Cruz, as mentioned, I'll be talking about him again. Three for four with a home run, two runs scored, three RBIs, and a walk in the game. Cruz is uh, hitting 301 with seven home runs, 25 RBIs, or 25 runs scored, and 23 RBIs on the season. That is outstanding. And more impressively to me, Brian Day the Cruz has five home runs in the month of May. He's really starting to get a click and he had a massive hit streak early in early in May, like a 14 or 15 game hit streak, playing extremely good baseball and just running with the uh, extra playing time with all the injuries. Uh, day the Cruz crushed it at the end of last season, and then he almost didn't even make the team to start the season. He's, he's starting to show why he should be in that lineup every single day. Aaron Judge. It was funny when uh, people in April were like, oh, man, why did I draft him so early? What was I thinking? Blah, 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 blah. Well, you could, you could rest easy, my friends. Aaron Judge went one for three with a home run, two runs scored, an RBI, and two walks on Tuesday. He's now hitting 303 on the season with 18 home runs. That's pretty darn good for two months into the season because he's got four more months to go, so now we're back to almost a 55 to 60 home run pace. Yes, you're good. And more impressively, like I said, April is a tough one. He's got 18 home runs on the season, right? He has 12 of them in May, 12 home runs in May, and he's hitting over 360 in May. Something about health and getting comfortable, good things will happen to good players. Aaron Judge is one of those guys starting to crush baseballs. Another guy that we were hoping would have a big 2023 after a bummer of a 2022 is J.D. Martinez. He's, he went one for three with a home run, and run scored in three RBIs on Tuesday night. JD's now hitting over 300 on the season with eight home runs and 24 RBIs, uh, or no, not in the season. He's hitting over 300 with eight home runs, 24 RBIs, and 17 May games since he came back on the IL in the middle of May. So he's really ramping it up. He's getting healthy. Good things for J.D. Martinez. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters box on pitcherlist.com. Some starting pitching highlights for you. Miles Mikulas, eight innings pitched, no runs, three hits, one walk, 10 strikeouts for Mr. Pitch to contact Mikolas. That was impressive. He had 14 lifts and a 38% CSW on 102 pitches. I Mikolas has an ERA in the mid-fours right now, but somehow this is his ninth straight start with three earned runs or less allowed. He's been very, very serviceable, not as you know, quote-unquote dominant as last season, but he's getting the job done in an environment that's getting pitchers lit up left and right. So maybe I should put a little more respect on the name of Miles Mikolas. Uh, Zach Gallen. Six innings pitch, nowhere in five hits, two walks, seven Ks. Great bounce back after two rough road starts. He had 15 whiffs, 31% CSW on 90 pitches. I say the road starts because I talked about it on my DFS show on Tuesday morning that uh, his home road splits are drastic. Gallon has an ERA even after, after tonight, up even lower. Going into tonight's game, Gallon had a home ERA of 0.77 on the road, an ERA over five. It's a massive difference in home roads for Gallon so far this season, and he brought it on Tuesday night. And then Ben Lively, the guy that I just can't figure out how he's doing it right now. It's great he's doing it. I'm ready for the destruction to take place, but for now it's not happening. Lively went five and two-thirds, no word, four hits, two walks, and six strikeouts against the Boston Red Sox in Fenway Park. Uh, 11 whiffs, 30% CSW on 87 pitches. That gives Lively, in his first three starts this season, 17 on the 13th pitched. Four earned runs in those 17 and a third, five walks and twenty two strikeouts. He's been great. Can't knock it. I'm just, I don't know how he's doing it. That's my only concern with Ben Lively. Make sure you turn into the tune into the plus pitch podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. All right, a couple of relief pitcher notes for the day. Uh, after Helsley's been struggling in the Cardinals bullpen at blowing a save in his last outing Giovanni Gallegos. We've talked about this. Let's see. It feels like once a week, this pops up Gallegos picked up his seventh save of the season. He's been very, very good out of the back end of that Cardinals pen. And then Adbert alzolay this is a guy that I feel uh, has the electric stuff. They've been using him all over the place. We picked up his second save of the season on Tuesday by pitching two innings, a two inning save dominant, got all the strikeouts, Big boy stuff from Edward Alzelay. We'll see where that continues to go. As you know, we mentioned Lighter the other day. He's been great out of the back end of the pen, but Fulmer has been bad. Boxberger's injured. It's a mess. So we'll see what Alzelay can do with that. All right. Uh, make sure you check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com to get more information on all things relief pitching. Let's take a quick break before we head into a Wednesday's preview and hear from our sponsors.
0: to sign up for your trial today.
1: And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Hendrickin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's hear from our buddy Mark Paquette with a preview of Wednesday's weather. Thanks very much, Brian. Looking at the slate today, we have two games that really stand out with some potential rain issues, and they're both in the window city the Cubs in the afternoon, the White Sox at night. I do expect both of these games to get played because this is a showery, generally a light rain, but at least we have something to look out for now. Back to you. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it, as always. If you're looking at DFS, we have a seven-game early slate starting at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time, and there's a six-game evening slate. So you have two slates to work with. I like Texas going up against the lefty Wentz in Detroit, Texas red-hot offense. I don't care who they're facing pretty much. They give me a lefty and winch, so you got guys like Josh Young, Adelise, and many, many more that can have fun there. I like Philadelphia going up against the Mets. That's one I really want to look at on um, on Wednesday with uh, the Mets, and then Milwaukee going up against Alec Manoa and the Toronto Blue Jays would be another one I'd look to pick on. There's, but there's many, many more. I'm not going to knock that at all. Pitchers on the early slate: Mitch Keller going up against the, against the Giants. Keller coming off a rough outing in Seattle, but the strikeouts were still there. He's been outstanding this season. Looking forward to seeing that outing. And then on the night, in the night slate, Hunter Brown going up against the Twins. Twins have been very good, uh, average and ISO wise over the last couple of weeks versus righties, but they're striking out nearly thirty-two percent of the time versus righties in that same span. So uh, Hunter Brown could be in for a fun one. He's, he's just been outstanding this year, and his last three starts have been ridiculous. Nearly a thirty-five percent K to walk over his last three starts. So big boy stuff from Hunter Brown. Things I'm looking forward to on the day. I want to see how Hunter Brown does in his matchup. I think mean, that should be great. I want to see the Mitch Keller bounce back because as a Giants fan, I like what the Giants have been doing. i been pretty excited to see that. At the same time, uh, Mitch Keller has been a great story to see where that uh, pans out. But more importantly, I'm just looking forward to a full day of baseball. Like I said, it starts at my time, 10 a.m. That's outstanding. It'll go to about 10 o'clock at night. So I got about 12 hours of baseball ahead of me on a Wednesday. That's how it's intended to be, folks. I absolutely love it. Looking forward to it. Hope you all are as well. That'll do it for another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. Make sure you guys go check out PitcherList.com. Check out PL Plus and PL Pro. You will not regret it. You get to be in the awesome Discord. You get the PLV tools, the the pitch bot, all kinds of other great stuff. So go check it out. PitcherList.com, PL Plus, PL Pro. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow to recap Wednesday and look into Thursday's action. But for now, this was the First Pitch Podcast, Wednesday, May 31st edition. Hope you all have a great day.
0: This has
1: been the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.